Cleveland Schmooze is sponsored by the Cleveland Jewish News. Get the latest news and information from the Cleveland Jewish News delivered right to your inbox. Choose from breaking news, daily headlines, community life cycle notices, arts, events, highlights, and more with our free e-newsletters. Sign up now at cjn.org slash e-signup. Welcome to Cleveland Schmooze, a bi-weekly podcast about the people who make up Jewish Cleveland. We are your hosts, Rachel Rood and Robin Rood. This week, we are talking to Stu and Jay Davis, whose family has owned Davis Bakery since 1939. Anyone in Northeast Ohio knows you can't match the bakery's Jewish rye bread, coconut bars, Russia tea biscuits, or hot corned beef. They told us about not only continuing the family legacy, but the legacy of being a Jewish Cleveland institution. We sat down with Stu and Jay at Davis Bakery in Woodmere. And just an audio note that like any dining establishment, it can get a bit noisy at times. Welcome, Jay and Stu, to the Cleveland Schmooze podcast. Hello. Thank you for having us. So um, we always start by asking just a little bit about how you guys were raised in a Jewish way. Like, what were the traditions that you guys remember growing up? Well, we... um... We did Sunday school every every Sunday at Temple Emmanuel, back when it was on uh, Cedar Green. Mm-hmm. And then we would do Hebrew school uh, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And um, the rule in our house was uh, we had to complete Hebrew school through our bar mitzvahs, and then after that, you know, we could go our own paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, our mother actually converted from, uh, she was an Episcopalian. Oh, interesting. But before before she and my father, Joel, married, she converted to Judaism, and uh, she was pretty into it as well. So so we did the three days a week at Temple Emmanuel up until age 13, and our family would always gather at my, my great aunt's house, and she made the best matzo ball soup around. Uh, <laughs> who's um, older? I'm the oldest. Oh, older. okay. Yeah. And since we don't have uh, visuals, that would be Stu is the older <laughs> <Stu is> brother. <laughs> older. Correct, yes. yes. So this fabulous matzo ball soup, is, was it a family recipe they brought over? Honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. All we know, the joke in our family would always be um, our great aunt Thelma, who is actually turning 95 years old later this year. Ah, um, nice. And still, she's a marvel. I mean, she's... <laughs> very capable of, I don't know, of everything. She hasn't really lost a step, to be honest. Wow, that's um, great. But the joke would always be she would she would start preparing for these holidays weeks in advance, and she would cook the matzo balls like a month prior to the holiday and throw <laughs> yeah. them in the freezer. So okay. when the holiday came around... So we would be there you know, July 4th and say, did you start the matzo balls yet? For, <laughs> right, for <a> <laughs> that's great. Did you help her? Were you in the kitchen when she was doing it? Our sister was into that. You know, we were we were boys. We were trains and trucks. And look yeah. now, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, right. you're the legacy. <laughs> yeah. We should go over. Like, tell us about the Davis family. As far as the bakery goes, the bakery was started by four brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, our grandfather Carl, he was the youngest. The second youngest of the four, one of the brothers, the youngest, was actually killed in World War II. Oh, sorry. 
that's no, no. It was that's a, the way yeah. it was. Right, yeah. that was the way it was. Yeah. And my grandfather also served in the Pacific. He was a oh, wow. he was a CB. He was attached. He was in the Navy, attached to the First Marine, and he he had some very interesting stories about um, baking in in Guadalcanal because uh, just the it's staggering when you think now. Um, you know, during the Iraq War, there was a Burger King in Baghdad. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, in the, I didn't know that. Yeah, they had you know the Green Zone. These guys were, they. I mean, not to say that it was easy living over there, but right. But they had modern a, convenience. Correct. Right. Air conditioning and, and everything in the Green Zone. Right. And yeah. so. you know the in at Guadalcanal and uh, the Solomon Islands where he was. You know, they they had to basically take food from from the Japanese. Yeah. So he had, I remember t- him telling us a story of uh, making donuts with captured rice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, they, you know, for a mixer, they used the electric drills that they had captured from the Japanese. Wow. <laughs> so, um, Do you have their recipe? <laughs> <laughs> the, the rice donuts. <laughs> Something um, tells me the, the health department would frown yeah. upon <laughs> an electric drill as a mixer. But. No, but it's gluten-free. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> So, so Carl, our grandfather, he um, he dropped out of school in the eighth grade and started working in bakeries ah. because their father actually um, he felt the calling to Israel. So he left them when oh. with their mother at a when the kids were still teenagers. Oh, wow. As the early thirties. So the children didn't go to Israel. The children stayed. The father left. And a, a the rare instance stayed. of mm-hmm. divorce where he, he, oh. he well, um, and the mom and the kids came here. They were here. They were here, they were here in Cleveland. Oh, yes. They were on yeah. on uh, oh. Huff, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Yeah. So uh, so the boys, you know, the uh, the older brothers were Ben, who was the oldest, and Julius. Mm-hmm. Um, they had been working in bakeries as well, and uh, they kind of got Carl into it as well. Um, and so the way the three brothers, they, they were very close. Uh-huh. They started the first store on Taylor Road in 1939. Hmm. And uh, one of the funny stories with that, the, uh, to get their first mixer, they didn't have enough money to put down a down payment or anything like that. So they got a coin-operated mixer. Like you get uh, with a, at a oh, laundromat. <laughs> so that was how I they did so, it. Neither did I. They had to wow. insert a quarter oh. each time before <laughs> using until wow. they financed. That's how they financed their first mixer. Eventually that's, it was that's paid that's off. That's crazy. That feature was removed and they had a, their own mixer. So. What year was that? This was, 39 was when the store opened, yes, on Taylor Road. So was it like kind of instantly a success or was it a long process and till you guys opened more than one store? I think it took time. Uh, The first store burned up and as far as the uh, the more detailed history, our father has a much greater understanding of that. Sure. we should say but, he's out of town. Right, right. Joel, Joel Davis. Unfortunately. The president. <laughs> um, so th- th- I think it was kind of slow to take off, and there was actually a fire at the Taylor Lo- Road oh, location. Okay. And, so then they, and Taylor they Road was the it's, heart of the Jewish was, neighborhood at that point. Correct. And right. you know, there's still a solid, oh, right. found, still a solid foundation right. there now. Yeah. For sure. but, so um, it was... Shortly after the fire, I want to say the fire was in the late 40s, and 
then 1953 is when they opened Cedar Center. Okay. And there was, the thing that was mind-boggling to me was always hearing that Cedar Center, when they opened, they were one of six bakeries oh at Cedar Center. So there was oh, right. six bakeries. Bakeries in were huge. A, right. a quarter <laughs> mile radius. But, but I, <laughs> the day, I, I have yeah. to tell you that Cedar Center was the place to go. Yes. I mean, everybody was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents, when I was a child, on a Saturday night, you walked up and down Cedar Center. There were uh, different delis, and the bakeries were all open. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, there were no malls. Right. So right. that's where you went right. if you wanted to see neighbors and friends. Right. We were in Cedar Center for 57 years. Yeah. Um, and then in 2004, the, 2005. Well, 2005 was when we moved, yeah. but um, the, you know, the city of University Heights voted to basically remove most of the uh, businesses that were there. And they used eminent domain, hmm. saying that a lot of the businesses were blighted. Really? That's not nice. Which, no, it wasn't nice. <laughs> it wasn't nice at all. After 57 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, so, some of the companies didn't make it at all after that. They, yeah. they were never able to get back up. And, well, that's not good. And I know our father, Joel, he was seriously considering just, you know, throwing in the towel and yeah. going to work somewhere else for a few years until he retired. Mm-hmm. And um, so... So 2005 was when we f- did move out of Cedar Center and uh, into our location at, at Renaissance Parkway in Warrensville Heights. When you subscribe to the Cleveland Jewish News, you receive 52 issues of the award-winning CJN and 15 total magazines, including J-Style, Canvas, and Balanced Family. Try the Cleveland Jewish News for free. Start your six-week free trial at cjn.org slash six free. So when did your uh, uh, your parent, your dad, get involved? Or? So he he actually, what he went to Kent State as a, and he majored in uh, finance. And what he he wasn't sure he wanted to get into the bakery because um, just like uh, we were when we were younger, he was kind of forced into <laughs> into working. Um, so he, for him, it You're was not important. The only family. Oh no, right. <laughs> we know. There are plenty of families. So, um, so he went into finance, and he, for him, it was important that he branched out on his own. He started at J.B. Robinson. Um, I remember that. The jewelers. Yeah. <laughs> I think I met him. And, um, and so he spent maybe a year there, mm-hmm. and then he decided to to come back and, yeah. and work with his father. So, what innovation did your dad add to the story? He um, could, could I backtrack real quick though, because I think it's important to talk about the innovations that the first generation oh, had okay, in the yeah. bakery uh, business. Because when my grandfather and his brothers were opening um, other retail locations, it was important to them that each store would have fresh baked product coming out of the oven all day long. Mm-hmm. So they had these satellite locations, and at the time, no one else to their knowledge in the country was doing this where they would put an oven inside of each store just like we have over there mm-hmm. and that way 
each store would have, each location would have fresh rye bread, fresh mm -hmm. cookies, fresh muffins coming out of the oven all day long. Mm -hmm. They would have the ductwork so it would vent outside over the entrance. So, oh, so you could smell you'd get the smell. <laughs> yeah. The smell of vision. The smell of vision. Yeah. yeah, right. We call it smell of vision. Um, <laughs> so you know they were the, they were the first bakery chain to have satellite locations with built-in ovens. And then one of the other innovations is they were the first ones to have a bakery and deli under the same roof. Oh, wow. You know, everyone, there was a butcher shop, there was a bake shop, yeah. there was, you know, yeah. so they were the first ones to combine that concept. Oh, and wow. That's good. There you go. See, you know, we just took that thing, for granted. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, another thing that they did to differentiate was they were open on Sundays. So, oh. and at that time, the grocery stores weren't open, right. so, so they had no competition. Were they all reform or conservative? Yeah, reform. Because that would allow, you know, you to be open on the weekend for right. other yeah. Jewish... They, they were reform. Um, they did make the promise to their father, who was Orthodox, that they wouldn't use any um, lard. In their okay. in their products, so Is that, we're, we're still bound by that. Oh yes. wow! Oh, still good. That. Well, that's good to know, actually. We we got the innovations from your grandparents' generation. So then your father enters the business, and and what does that generation do? When he came into the business in the late seventies, um, mid seventies, I'd say. Um, the Davis Bakery had 39 stores. Wow. All over Cleveland. I remember. Right. You know, I remember. Um, and so they had stores within department stores. There were east side, west side, all over the place. Yeah. Right. It's a lot to manage. Exactly. Right. And so what he, what he did was try to start streamlining things, you know, close down the stores that weren't making money. I um, This store right here on Chagrin Boulevard in Woodmere, they opened in... Uh, 1981, mm -hmm. and that was my father and his sister. They, this area was mostly, you know, it was not developed. You know, so they took, they were pretty much on their own. Right. My father and his sister and Janice. So, so do you have cousins who want to do this with you? There, our cousins are a lot smarter than us. They've all said no. We, our cousin Matthew is actually. Um, He's our second cousin. He's fourth generation. Uh -huh. He works with us over uh, at the other location okay. in Warrensville Heights. So when, when your dad was getting into into the business and you guys were born, were you also, you mentioned you guys were sort of put to work as soon as you could walk, I assume. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> what was that like for you guys? Do you remember, do you have early memories of sure, working sure. in the shop? Yep. Well, um, more, some of my first memories of the bakery was when, when I was five or six and uh, would go down. Our home base for, for Davis Bakery was on Euclid Avenue in East Cleveland until okay. 1987. Oh, wow. um, so I would go down with my dad on Saturdays and just kind of hang out in this massive warehouse. <laughs> what would you make there? Everything was made there, all the cake. That's where everything was produced, and then they would send it out to the stores, mm -hmm. some of it raw, some of it baked. But yeah, we would put cherries on cookies, you know, we would do <laughs> yeah, yeah. sprinkles. And, and you're both so thin, so clearly. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work running around the oh, bake okay. shop. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you definitely you eat the product. Um, pretty similar memories uh -huh. to Stu. Um, I was 
four years old when we closed our plant in East Cleveland, but um, I still do remember going there, and we would just climb onto these what, what seemed like a massive pile of flour bags, <laughs> 50-pound or 100-pound bags of flour. We would we'd play King of the Mountain on the top of these flour bags. And, uh, uh, our, our mom was an, an ER nurse, so oftentimes she would work nights, and you know to allow her to sleep during the day. Or that's when. Did our you dad guys would ever have a break? Like, did your dad ever take a vacation, or was he constantly? You know, he he probably worked fifty-one weeks a year when we were kids, yeah. <laughs> six days a week, and he he still works six days a week when he's working. Uh. Um, but we always would go down and visit my grandparents for at least a week down in Florida. Yeah. Where, um, yeah during spring break. Around yeah. Easter time yeah. or Passover. Now that he's in his 60s, he's taken his foot off the gas a little bit. And, yeah. you know, I, hopefully because he has uh, Jay and I around that we're, we're able to And he trusts you? He does, for the most part. <laughs> Isn't that scary? I know. <laughs> for you the look most as part. terrified as he is. <laughs> advantages to having your family own a bakery when you guys were growing up like in mm-hmm. terms of you know bringing in treats for school sure. and yes, like having nice. maybe you bring a girl over what were you guys sort of were you appreciative of it when you were younger you know i <laughs> When you're kids, you're not. You know, we did, you know, we're like we just wanted the white bread like everybody else had at school. And my mom made us a peanut butter jelly and jelly on rye bread. <laughs> like, and it's it's great rye bread, but you know, kids, wait, why do you have that nice looking white bread? It's sweet. <laughs> right. Wonder bread. So, um, everybody had to have it. You know, I mean, it's not till you you get a little bit older that you realize that you know how lucky you are that you don't have to worry about what you're going to do for your birthday cake or yeah that's well and a lot of businesses doesn't the third generation doesn't you know they they don't want to keep it going it's it's a hard the first what does somebody say the first generation creates it and the second generation makes it happen and then the third generation kind of blows it off sure so that's not in your future you are all in on this i'm guessing we are all in you know i I had a rapport with a lot of the customers from over the years and um, do people remember you from when you were little and you used to work in the stores yeah Yeah. many of them do yeah Yeah. unfortunately a lot of them have since passed but yes we're moved to florida or just like the same thing (laughs) right yeah yeah well they're li- so. they're in a better place <laughs> Fair enough. so innovations we've hit them all from the past now from now to the future i love this i think this was genius uh putting what is this <laughs> for our audio <laughs> listeners the audience it's the cafe uh the actual seating right the, section our, our dining room that the we, dining room. we put on almost three years ago now yeah um, this is a great idea. It's something yes, that we've wanted to do for a long time. There, there are some other potential retail opportunities we would like to explore, and we've we've been very lucky that in some, well, I, I would say lucky in some of our wholesale ventures that, um, like for example, when the Horseshoe Casino opened up in 
2011 already. <laughs> when they opened up, we were able to, to get in the door there selling them our rye bread. Uh, I also wanted to note, so this is the noise that we're hearing. Is this like part of the bakery you work in? That's <laughs> it. That's just the ice machine. If you guys really want to hear some loud noises, we'll take you to the... <laughs> 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 we'll do another, another tour That's okay. There. Well, I think our audience will understand. A, a quiet um, business is it's, uh, it's not a good sign. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. So I wanted to ask about you, your guys's not only the the responsibility or the pressure or the duty, whatever you want to call it, to continue this legacy that your grandparents started, but to just be an institution for the Jewish community to make sure that that legacy continues as well because you guys are a huge part of the Jewish community. I just wondered what you sort of felt about that in your heads. Um, for me, I, I, I don't feel pressure um, a, a lot of times. I mean, they, in the daily rigors of it, you, sure, you can be stressed, but... Um, and I've, I feel it's an honor. I'm using these recipes that smarter men and women than I came up with. And as long as we stick to what we do best, I, I think we're gonna, we've got nothing to worry about. So, you know, our rye bread, like you said, the raisin hollet, the, the things that we do really well, I don't think that, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be immodest, but I don't th think that anyone else does them better. Okay. So um, the things that we do well, but. I think we're going to be okay in those regards. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, as far as the legacy of keeping the company going, you know, I mean, they're, all we can do is do our best every day. I mean, so, I mean, there are a lot of factors in business that can, outside factors that can affect you. And if that's what it's going to be, so be it. But we know that it will never, Davis Bakery will never go under because of, that we weren't giving it our best. Yeah, that's great. Do you have anything How do I beat that? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that I hate Elder Brothers. Very articulate. Well said, especially one as good an orator as him, Mr. History Teacher over here. Um, but I also don't really feel much pressure. Um, my our, our father never forced this business upon us. Um, it was always go get your college degree, you guys. If I can interrupt real quick. In fact, when we both told him we wanted to come in, he told us not to. Really? Yeah. really? He said, you, you guys don't want to be bakers. You don't want to work oh. six days a week every week. Do you so. guys also work six days a week? Yes. We and was he right? <laughs> For the most part, no. No, I mean, you know, everyone has days at their job. They're like, what am I doing here? Um, <laughs> But no, for you know, so there, there's never been any pressure from from our father, to, as Studer said. Um, and you know, actually, when we did come into the business, um, there was a lot of financial uncertainty at the time, and um, so maybe that's uh, what's prompting him to dissuade us a little bit from entering the business, but. Um, you know, we were early 20s and didn't have a he whole didn't lot going on. didn't appreciate how smart you two were. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. Do you guys feel like you're in financially stable ground now? 
Um, we are certainly in a much better place than we were when we came into the business. I wish you guys many more generations of legacy and thank you, uh, thank you for making a very delicious cupcake that my mom <laughs> and I ate before we started this podcast. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank Appreciate you. It was a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Cleveland Schmooze, a podcast produced by Rachel and Robin Rood. Tune in every other Friday to get the latest episode in your podcast feed. You can also find an archive of our episodes at our website, clevelandschmooze.com. And feel free to share any comments or suggestions to our email, clevelandschmooze at gmail.com. That's schmooze spelled C-A-S-C-H. <laughs> That's schmooze spelled schmooze. <laughs> Perfect.